Welcome to Behind the Helm. We are so happy you're here with us. The show features myself and Petty Officer Dowden. We work together in Indiana as Navy recruiters. We created the show with the intention to help bring together the past, present, and future personnel of the military to help build a better understanding of what it's like to actually be a part of it. So you'll see anything from like interviews to video reactions or just personal stories of our own to help guide those who have interest in learning more about the, what the military has to offer and what it takes to make the ultimate sacrifice to serve your country. This podcast can be found on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, and live on Facebook every Thursday at 4 p.m. And that's facebook.com slash behind the helm. So don't forget to like, share, and follow the show so you never miss out on an episode. And thank you to everyone here who supports us. Enjoy. Good afternoon. Welcome to another episode of Behind the Helm, episode 27. We'll make it to 30. We'll make it to 30. We've been doing it, we've been doing it over 30 weeks, but... I can't wait for 50. I know we talked about that before. When 50 comes around, it's going to be like this extravaganza. Could be like some. Yeah, maybe a couple of like, yeah. Yeah. Or maybe we'll like burn this table alive. Yeah. No, we won't do that. What is that? <laughs> is that a reference to something? No, I don't know. Oh, okay. But uh, Just wanted to burn something. Hey, welcome to Behind the Helm. Uh, it's uh, good to have you here. If this is uh, your first time here, it's good to have you. It's about time. This is your 27th time here. Have a seat. Welcome home. For sure. Absolutely. Every Thursday we're live, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on Facebook. Obviously, after the live show, um, our, our live show goes right into the bonus content. After the live show, you can always watch this later on Facebook. And then be on the lookout tomorrow on Friday because what happens? It comes out on all our other platforms. Uh, you can listen to it as just a podcast on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you go over there and uh, click that notify button there so that it tells you when it's up. And then if you actually want to watch the video, because we all know you want to see these guys right here, uh, you can also see it on YouTube. We put it on YouTube and uh, it gets trimmed a little bit so you can watch just the content video. And then right after that, you can click a separate video to watch just the bonus content. So make sure you check that out tomorrow. Check us out on all of our, our uh, platforms and you can do that by using our Linktree app which is posted everywhere. Uh, it's a hard, it's a weird one. It's a weird one to like say, cause it's, you know, eight, there's no WWW. It's just HTTP colon backslash backslash, but then it's L I N K T R dot E E backslash forward slash, whatever you want to say. Yeah. Behind what, whatever link we have in the description is going to bring you to that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. but if you're here right now, you're going to get the full show, full show, full show. And, and you can interact with us. Yeah. Right. Jason, uh, how do you say it? Halstead? Halstead. Halstead. You know, he said, can't wait. I know he's he's a viewer more times than not. Yeah. Um, you and, can definitely, the best part about the live, like you're saying, is you can actually interact. So you can derail us. That's happened before. Like we um, don't do that ourselves. Yeah, we do that all on our own. Uh, but you can kind of drive the direction. Obviously, afterwards, you can't. It doesn't mean don't comment on the YouTube, though, because, hey, man, we like to read those, too, or after the fact. Uh, but most definitely, make sure you smash that like button down there, because every time you do, you get that sweet, sweet little image um, of the Simpsons down there, and we get to hear a sweet sound, which we love and enjoy, and share it. Find a like, share it, follow it. So, uh, I, Another week, another homage to pay to yeah. the Eagle. Now, last week, we talked about this, and we didn't, you know, 
it was kind of sombering. It was important. I really liked our show last week. Go back and see it. Uh, pay tribute to 20 years of 9-11, which was different than what we mm-hmm. normally do. Yeah. However, what else was last weekend? Week one of the NFL. Yes. Week one. Week one. Week one. And we're, we both play fantasy. Uh, you're in two leagues. I'm in one. Sure am. Uh, did you win both of your games? I sure did. One yeah. line. Thank you, Cooper Cup. Now, I will say, I did luck out in my other league. I didn't put in Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller. Thank you. The Walrus uh, led me to victory. Mm-hmm. Would have lost if he put Josh Jacobs in, but, I mean, that's <laughs> that's how it works. Sometimes you got bad managers in your league. I was, I was down to the wire. Cooper Cup going into half, had nothing, and then blew up. So... Uh, but we did want to tell you we are football fans, and even though we're fantasy uh, managers and we obviously won, maybe we should have been managing our favorite teams because neither one of our favorite teams won. So to pay homage to the Eagle today, bought the Eagle a couple footballs, and you guys can see who our favorite teams are. Go ahead. Which What do you got there? Uh, you know, this is just, you know, a You're team. You're from Boston. Everybody knows. You know, a team that has many championships, <laughs> many um Probably the greatest coach to ever coach the game, Bill Belichick. Um, one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play and is still playing. Probably pay, play till he's like 60 years old, Tom Brady. Um, he's doing what? Doing like Barber Patriots. Did. I mean, come on. I, I don't think there's much to say. How is this not America's team? They're the Patriots. They're the Patriots. How is this in the... Anyways. And you know, uh, you, right here. All right. You're going to talk about your championships. I just want to say that they played my team. Um in a Super Bowl, and who won that Super Bowl? You always bring that up. It's right. Just like, right, it's all right. It's you know like, what I'm saying? Like, are you going to say the Giants are a better organization than all the Patriots? All I'm saying is, is that you've only played my team in one Super Bowl, and we won that Super Bowl. We're still undefeated against the Patriots in the Super Bowl, and that is the Chicago Bears. Absolutely. Oh, someone has an issue with the greatest coach of all time. Uh, a lot of people have an issue with you saying he's the greatest, <laughs> greatest cheater of all time. We're not going to get into that. Uh, this isn't a football podcast. It should be. Uh, then we just really look dumb. Um, but <laughs> absolutely. So week two, I'm rolling in. I'm ready to win this this week's league two. But Chicago Bears and the uh, Bears. Yeah, and the uh, the desk is growing here. There's a lot more. We're yeah. gonna, we're gonna have to get a bigger desk at yeah. some point. And then well, we'll, now like because we were talking about it with my mustache, and I I should have brought a picture, but just so you know, the mustache was because for my draft, I dress up as Mike Ditka. Oh, uh, okay. Duck coach. Yes, that's yes. what happens. So, so uh, I've been doing a, a lot of interviews lately, like conducting a lot of interviews. Yeah. And I, you know, it's just the new school year, you know. People starting to realize yeah. that they don't want to work in factories or in fast food, but that it's all that they're qualified for because they don't want to do anything else. Perhaps. Or it could just be that, uh, that was a word around different. town Sorry. is I'm a charming person. and uh, But either way, um, you know, our jobs have kind of changed, right? You're, mm-hmm. you're an onboarder now. I'm a talent scout. Um, basically, more or less, we just don't have... Chief Hedberg says, go Bears. I didn't know she was a Bears fan. But, um, you know, so I've been con- conducting a lot of interviews. And, you know, I think, you know, there's a lot of hesitation for people to come in the office and yep. and uh, and talk to a recruiter. You know, one thing that I think I, or, or at least I hear a lot, is that, you know, I'm not ready to commit. Yeah, right? And not, a lot of people yeah. believe that the interview mm. means that you are committing. So... 
Well, we've talked about misconceptions about the Navy, misconceptions about the military, but what we haven't talked about is misconceptions of recruiters because there are a lot. I mean, because you see yeah. it in old movies and stuff and like, you know, and I, you know, I can't speak on recruiting like way back in the day, but it kind of was like that, like where you could go in, sign, like you'd be going to boot camp that week. Yeah, it's just yeah. not that way. Yeah. People really do think that they're going to come in and like, we're going to slide them a piece of paper and be like, hey, you, you know, like we're used cars and just sign that. Like, oh, boom, going to boot camp. Like that's yeah. not even close to how it works, <laughs> yeah, but it's, like, it's that like, misconception. We're like, yep, sign right, got right him, there. Got sign him, right got there. Him. Yep. All right. Bus is coming. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's not. You know, it's it's a lot of information. The military has changed so much that as a recruiter, it's a lot of information for us to put out. Um, and because of the benefits and stuff that we have, I mean, literally is the top 1% in the nation. Yeah. Uh, so they are very picky choosy about who gets in. Uh, it's not that easy to qualify. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, we did misconceptions of the Navy and of, of, of the military. And I think misconceptions of, of recruiting or of an interview process. You know, because mm-hmm. when people have been posting on Facebook, I was telling you, people posting, anybody a hiring? And I'll literally be on Facebook like, yep. Anyone uh, hiring $9 wanna, an hour? It's I, like, I, is I that what you're reaching for? I don't want to join the military. Like, dude, it's an interview. It's an interview. It's the same thing. So that's, you know, I think you finding this and thinking about this is a good one. Yeah. So um, what we're going to do is we're going to go through some questions that, um, well, one, let's talk about like, what does an interview really look like, at least for us? You know, um, yeah, I think, oh, subpoena, what do you put in there? What's your favorite? My favorite Monster Energy drink is the Monster Energy Zero Ultra. That okay. is not a plug to Monster, but if Monster Oh, yes, ever, it is. Okay. It fuels the military. The free plug. Yeah, the free plug for Monster. You're welcome. You don't have to pay me unless you want to. Or just send me a <laughs> lifetime supply of these because I don't drink enough of them. I can drink these. I'm probably going to die young. Like, I drink these and I could go to bed. Like, that's a problem. Um, you but need it to go to bed. Yeah. Uh, and what's funny is, and I, I bet the reason he's asking me is if you know any history of monsters that this was actually originally created for women. So he's probably going to say something about, Oh, okay. It. Yeah. Well, he does know his stuff. It's but zero sugar, zero calories. What does an interview look like for us? Right. Yeah. Basically, uh, it's, it's really to see if you're qualified at the end of the day is to see if you, qual- you're qualified and how it pertains to your goals. That is what an interview is. And, and it's not about me or you. It's about mm-hmm. who. It's about the person sitting down in front of us. Yeah, one hundred percent. Right, and um, we just, you know, answer the questions that you have. Mm-hmm. Right, Chief Harkins put in here. You know, why should someone even come in for an interview? Right, and that's kind of what we're getting at. It's like, yeah, it's so you can understand. It's literally like question one, Chief. So bear yeah. with us here. Yeah, Osapina derailed us. I made it worse. We'll get there. But one hundred percent. But it it's meant so you can have clarity about mm-hmm. what your options are and to and, and, and to understand like, oh, okay, so is this an option for me or is it not? And then you can kind of go from there, right? Knowledge is half the battle. Yeah, G. exactly. Joe. And that's what we try to that's why you try to reiterate to people like coming in, it's not a commitment. It's no. actually it's all it's doing is is uh, clearing a path for you. That's I wouldn't it. care if somebody sat in front of me, and this happens a lot, sat in front of me and like, hey, it's just not for me, or it's not whatever, or, you know, they take the information, they walk out, they throw it in the trash, like, I hope they don't, but at least <laughs> then I yeah. know they know if it's an option for them, because it's, it's so much like people think like, ah, oh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll try this first, and then if that doesn't work out, like, I, yeah. I'll always have the military, because everybody thinks it's so easy to join the military. Yeah. 
you know so and it's not like you can't back in the day like the old movie stuff we're talking about where they said you know you used to stand in front of a judge get ready to go to jail hey uh you can go to jail or you can join the military that's not gonna happen anymore if you're at that point like you're probably not getting in yeah exactly you know um exactly it's it's just a different it's a different military now the benefits that are offered are just so much better so so we're never gonna get to this let's get to it. all right so <laughs> um they have a few questions here that you should be asking and number one uh you know ask why you should join the join that specific branch whoever you're talking to right um it's important because each branch has its own lifestyle sure right and if we're talking just if it and we're going to be selfish here and talk about the Navy because this is behind the helm, right? Um, you know, for us, that would be travel. You know, that's that's our lifestyle. It's travel. Mm-hmm. It's um, a lot of... That's the standout difference, right? Yeah. That is the standout difference. So it's like, why should I join? And then the question on top of that is, why should I join the Navy over the Air Force? What is the difference between the Army, the Air Force, the Navy, the Marines? Uh, and it really is. It's a lifestyle choice. We all have jobs. Like there are a few special special ones. Like we're the only one that has a nuclear program. Mm-hmm. You know, every single branch has their own um, spec ops. You know, it's what do you want? And we all have those benefits. But the standout benefit, like we all have the GI Bill. We all have pay. You can see it. Um, the standout, I think, is is travel. Like mm-hmm. you are, you will be afforded the opportunity to travel without having to pay for it and see things that nobody else is ever going to get to see in the Navy. Hundred uh, percent. You know, you should ask what are the requirements for joining, right? And that's what we're getting. So when you come in for an interview, that's the first thing you're going to do because mm-hmm. you know you don't want to. One, I don't want to waste your time, and technically, I don't want to waste my time in a way. Like right. if you're permanently disqualified, let's get to that point instead of. You know, talking about what it could offer you and then find out it can't actually offer you anything because you're not qualified, you know, and contrary to, um, what's the, what would I say? <laughs> I don't even know. Contrary to popular, popular belief. belief, you know, it's easy to get in the military. It's not, it's not. right? So we look at anything from like your height and weight, how old you are, any health conditions, mm-hmm. what you score on an ASVAB, um, legals, legal issues, anything. We'll get to that in the beginning. Yeah, and right. there's a couple questions about that coming up as well. And so I think the easiest way to put it, and, and each branch is a little different with their requirements. Age requirements are close to the same. Like Marines, mm-hmm. you can't be as old. For us, it's 17, academically a senior. Like back in the day, you used to be able to just like drop out of school <laughs> yeah. and, and join the military. You yeah. can't do that anymore. Like if yeah. you can't graduate high school, you ain't, you're not getting in. It, like even with a, if you get a GED, you have to score higher. Um but for us, it's 17 to 39, you know, you can you can join. Mm-hmm. Um, but we always talk about mentally, morally, and physically fit. And the easiest way to explain that is the physically is, there is a height and weight standard, you know, but both of us have dealt with that and, and walk people through that. But that's also medically, yep. you know, like there are just some things, unfortunately, you know, it's harsh to say, cause I want to help everyone. But if you have certain conditions, you're just not going to qualify, but you'll never know if you don't ask. Exactly. Uh, mentally is the ASVAB test. Uh, armed services vocational aptitude battery if they come to your school a lot of times they say it's the career exploration exam it's the asvab um and then um morally is just you know morally are you a decent human being do i feel like you belong in my navy yeah and are you not like a multiple time felon or like a murderer or something so yeah there's a warrant out for my arrest can i join the navy drug use drug Drug use use. and morally so Um, you know Next one on here is what is the minimum length of my service commitment? Eight years. Yeah. Well, four years active, 
four years inactive reserves. Yeah, right? so that doesn't get said a lot because that's every branch. You join mm-hmm. for eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, for us, the the uh, I have not seen any three year. There used yeah, to be. Yeah, there used to be, but it's um, four. It's four. So four active. That's your Monday through Friday. You know, every day. Um, you know, you you can be deployed. You go to do whatever. The inactive reserve is what isn't explained. Like, what is that? So you have, you dedicate eight years total. So like I've re-enlisted, right? I'm over eight years. I will not have inactive reserve if yep. I were to get out today. Yep. Um, all inactive reserve is, uh, you don't, you don't do one week in a month. You don't do like the two weeks a year. It's not active reserve, right? Um, you keep yourself updated. So the, I guess the way to explain it is this, like if we were to go to like some major like world war ever again, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they'd send active first, then they would activate the active reserve. Then if we still needed more people before they would go to a draft, they would reactivate inactive reservists because you have the training you've recently got out. Mm-hmm. Um, is that ever going to happen with the size of our military? I highly doubt it, but I can't tell the future. Yeah. Uh, but that's what that is. So minimum active time for us, yep. four years. Um, and also you could have an extension depending on what job you pick. Sometimes yeah, jobs have a longer school. So if there's a longer school, they'll put an extension on there. The longest you'll go is six years. And you get most of the time, those are the jobs that have enlistment mm-hmm. bonuses or yep. automatic advancement. Yeah, like so. SEAL. Um, Nuke. Nuke. Yeah. Uh, ACF, mm-hmm. which is what I did, um, mm-hmm. which there wasn't a bonus for that, but it was automatic advancement to E4. So. Yep. Um, how long is boot camp slash basic training? Eight weeks. Well, it's eight. It's eight full weeks. Yeah, because you do have some processing days in the beginning, but it is eight, eight full, full weeks, weeks of training. Starts on a Monday. You always graduate on a Friday. Eight weeks. Right now, we're quarantining for two weeks. Right, but that's not part of your boot camp, and you're quarantined, and you're getting paid for it. Like, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> can I choose when to go to boot camp? Mm. Do I have a choice? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Can I choose when I go to boot camp? Like, yes and no. Like, if you are a graduate, you graduated high school, you could you could request, hey, I want to leave as soon as possible. And they sure. will work with you. Um, if you're a high school senior, mm-hmm. you're going to leave in either June, July, or August, usually. Well, and ours is a little different too, because what what is written on this on this thing that we're reading through says, um, did I just read the wrong one? Oh no, I I was reading the next one. You kind of can, right? So for us with the Navy, um, when I explain to my future sailors, when you choose the 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 job that you choose down at Meps, there is a whole timeline attached to that all the way to getting to somewhere at a kind of point in time. Um, you know, our classifiers and our MEPs are very good about working with people. You know, obviously if you're a high school student right now, it's going to be next year. You, you can go with an idea of when you want to ship, but like you should be dedicated that this is what you want to do. And, but you know, like, Hey, like I really want to join right now, but next month my family's going on this vacation. Yep. Oh, that we'll, yeah, well, we can that. work with that. But if you're like, yeah, I really want to join, but I don't want to ship out, you know, go to boot camp till like, you know eight, nine months from now, like, then why are you in here, man? Yeah. You know, so you, you kind of do, you know, you know, prior to, um, Mm -hmm. and then there are chances to, 
like say you really want this job and you you get this job and you're not shipping to boot camp for months right yeah months down the line um there are opportunities where maybe somebody accidentally gets hurt or disqualified or something and they had that same job a spot opens up where you can leave earlier you know you have that option you you go you know um team needs you yeah join the team so Um, there's always opportunity, but like specific day, no, because no. it's attached to a training cycle. And if anybody says, yeah, you can pick the specific day that you leave, that's no, that is a lie. Um, but definitely like, uh, make sure to smash that like button down below. Make sure you comment. We're, we're reading them as we go. Uh, you guys are being really interactive. I appreciate it. Oh, subpoena white claws. Get out of here. All right. Next. Um, where would I be stationed after boot camp, and do I have a choice? All right. So, um, that's a decent question to ask, but it depends on the school. So, you know, usually you don't have a choice on where you f- your first duty station is. You're going to be what's called, at least in the Navy, it's called needs of the Navy. Mm-hmm. Now, in A school, a lot of A schools lot have of an incentive where mm-hmm. if you're top of the class, right, you can have choice of orders. That's the way they did mine in yep. C school. They literally, there's like, I think 11 of us, they brought in the top of the class all the way down. So even the very last person that graduated in our class had orders somewhere. He was just needs of the Navy. It was just the rest of us kind of got to choose between certain ones. So there's only so many orders. Um, if somebody tells you, um, yeah, if a recruiter in office tells you, oh, I can guarantee you will be, you know, in San Diego. Mm-hmm. You can't guarantee that, you know. But at the end of the day, like, you know that there's only so many Navy bases, you know, um, each branch is a little different. I can guarantee you with the job that you get where your school is going to be because certain schools are only in certain spots. I can guarantee you where you're going to boot camp at because we only have one place for that now. Um, But as far as your your ultimate duty station, there are no guarantees. And there are no guarantees that if you were to join right now that that school will be doing that that kind of pick them order type thing. But I always mm-hmm. tell people, you know, don't get complacent in school. Try hard. Mm-hmm. Does does that make you the best sailor in the job that you're in? Not necessarily because it's not as like on the job. You're more learning the book side of a lot of it. Most yeah. of our schools are hands-on, but do well so that you have that opportunity. Uh, will I ever be deployed? If so, where to? Um, if you're active duty, you are in a deployable status at any point you can get deployed Mm -hmm. where to is when it kind of gets a little different. Now, depending on what branch, um, they'll get deployed to certain places that maybe other branches wouldn't. Right. Right. Uh, like I said, my uncle, he was in the army for 12 years. He went to Kuwait. Right. Right. Navy is not, if you're an electrician's mate on a ship, you're not going to Kuwait. You're not getting off the ship and going to Kuwait. Right. Right. Now you could go out there by out by the water, but it's mm-hmm. not going to be exactly where you are. And it just kind of depends on the climate of deployment's what's a going weird on. word. Cuz um, sometimes there's for us there's cruises. Yeah. There's underways, there's Well, when we talk about deployment specifically though, um around here especially, <laughs> uh like you are you're, you're uh do you say your uncle Right. Yep. Was in the army. Um, oh, yeah, my my is, grandfather yeah. was in the army. Um, you know, around here it's army Marines. Like that's what we know. So deployment is deployment. You're going to one place. That's not deployment for the Navy. Uh, deployment's actually when we get to do that travel. Right. So it's six to nine months out to sea. Oh, you're just like stuck out in the middle of the ocean. No, that's when we're pulling into ports. 
you know, you're pulling into a port, you know, once, twice every month, uh, staying there for three to five days, getting to go out and see stuff. That's when you're actually getting to go see those things. Mm. Uh, so deployment is kind of one of those words that has this connotation about it that's completely different for the Navy. Yeah. You know, and our deployments are different because we're security for the waters. Yep. So in a lot of cases, like we're not going to one we're, place. We're almost sometimes if the way that I think about it is like, you know, they have someone out there so making sure that water is secured and then a ship will come and kind of replace yep. what that ship was doing. It's almost like that ship was standing watch mm-hmm. and then they'll replace each other. So sometimes it's actually easier to predict when you might be going somewhere. So that's kind of a positive when you know that if I'm joining active duty, if I am deployable, that you know, okay, well, this is kind of what my deployments would look like. Right. Um, uh, If I want to be, insert whatever job you're looking to do, what is the minimum ASVAB score I need? Well, so that is, I get that so many times, so many times, because it doesn't matter what your score is. It's your line scores. It's medically. It's legally. Mm. It's any history of drug use. It all kind of combines together. It's not just your ASVAB score. Yeah, if anybody, if any recruiter, any branch ever guarantees you a job, they can't do that. Now, yeah. with, if you have an ASVAB score, yeah. they have the line scores. You can plug them in, and but then I still they'll don't say, know but medically. you still don't even know because you need to go and get a physical first. Right. You don't know if... You got vision problems or you're colorblind or depth anything perception. like that, depth perception, hearing. Plus, it's it's hard because a lot of times when people look up certain things, unless they had family in, in the Navy, you know, you don't, you only think you know about that job or because that's what you want to work in. So um, the ASVAB, the thing is, is eight sections uh, and that AFQT score is mainly based off the math and English, but like the auto shop and all that, those are line scores that don't play into your score. And um, the Navy, especially like our classifiers, that's what they look at. Each job has specific things that have to be added up for that job. Like we could both have the same score, but you got every question right on the auto shop portion. And Mm -hmm. I didn't get a single one right, but we still have the same score. They're not going to come to me and be like, you should be an aviation mechanic. Yeah. No, because I'm not going to have the aptitude for that. Like, it's just not how we do things. Um, Can I talk with someone that does the job I want? I kind of like that question because... I mean, I know a bunch of people who do different rates. I know you yeah. do. We've put future sailors in that are in the Navy that do certain jobs. I've actually done that with somebody. Uh, done future, it recently. Sa- future sailor Hedrick was going into the submarine. Oh yeah, and, you got uh, I called. I called Putney. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's a good question. And it's, you know, we know a lot. Well, we know a lot about certain rates just because that's just part of our job. Now we have to learn about each specific job. We mm-hmm. don't have to. It's not in our job entail, but. It's important for us to understand like, oh, that's what this job does and that's what this job does. So people have an understanding like, oh, you know, I have like six or seven jobs that I'm right. kind of interested in. What are they like? It's like this. Right. It's like that, you know. Well, and it and it all comes back to because like it's so different. You know, you were on a carrier. It's a lot different lifestyle than a destroyer. Um, you know, when I'm working down at Indy North with like Petty Officer Ospina, um, he worked, you know, aviation side. So that's different. Um, you know, mm-hmm. Chief Harkins, who's watching, uh, was a CB before he, you know. Uh, so that's a whole different ball game. So even though we know stuff, when you hear it from that side of it. Um, now, I can't say that I know somebody in every single rate. Yeah. Because there's yeah. so many jobs. But I really do try to do that because 
um, like Abbott, when she left, you know, she's out in Hawaii living it up. Um, I had a couple different people who got quartermaster and I had, I asked her, Hey, would you mind talking to this future sailor? Just kind of tell them about mm -hmm. school. And, and, you know, I think it shows a little bit more trust to people. And quite honestly, I want you to be educated in what you're doing, Yeah, you know, and why not hear it from, from, you know, the horse's mouth. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, what will I be paid? Are there any bonuses or incentives for specific jobs? Yeah. So the first one, what would I be paid? It's online. It's all online. You can go to, uh, you know, a base pay chart and see what you get paid, but there's more to it. You can ask us because there's C pay and BAH and BAS and we'll tell you like, yeah, that's just the base pay. Yeah. Well, that's a good question to ask. And I think that's a, question that gets asked almost every single time I do an interview like 100% what does the pay look like and it's an important question because like I've had some people who have a very you know they have a really good job right but they feel like oh you know I want to do something new but I want to make sure I'm getting compensated and you you know you explain like okay so you're not going to be paying for this so you have to add that to your income you're not going to be paying this you right know, we were talking like about that, that. we talked about that a few times the like, bonuses and incentives know. those can all be found online they they update every month if you go on navy.com they, ch they change yeah that's right um so i think i think one of the i think one of my most hated phrases that i hear recruiters say up to I, 40,000 but you can get up to $40,000 in in bonuses yeah. show me which one has 40,000 <laughs> Because it just depends on the different incentives and what the job is, if you qualify for it. But at the end of the day, like the money that you make, like you were just saying, you know, I mean, just basic example, health insurance, we don't pay for it. So you look at our base pay and even if you add in like the BH and BAS, you're like, well, it's still like, when it, okay, well, I don't pay 600 to $1,200 a month for health insurance. So multiply that by 12, add that to my pay because you may be making more, but you're paying for that and dental mm -hmm. and optical yeah. and life insurance. It's just... You really, I, you, we have a breakdown actually when somebody asks, we'll literally show them, um, but it would be a lot. Like we could probably do an entire episode on military pay. Ooh, maybe that's what we'll do next week. Nah. Yeah. Um, and then they have some like scenarios here. Okay. We were talking about this before. Couple of them, yeah. Um, this is that medically, morally, oh, physically and morally, right? Medically. Can morally, I join physically. if I have insert your right. medical condition here? All right. You can look it up online and you can read articles that say, yep, you're permanently disqualified, but you need to ask us because mm -hmm. guess what we have? We have this great thing called a recruiting manual and we can look up anything that is disqualifying and we'll tell you, if, if you gave us a call, be like, hey, you know, this and this and this, I'll let you know. Don even said that two weeks ago. He says so many things in the, when you're in are waverable. To get in, a lot of things are waverable. And it gives like such good examples right here. It said it may include ADD, ADHD, asthma, flat feet, or other medical conditions. Look, I put in people who had ADHD, like had it, you know, they weren't on a medication anymore. I put in people with a past of asthma. Um, it just depends. Like don't look into something like that and, and be like, well, I, I'm, I'm disqualified. Especially let, if things are conflicting and you're yeah. like, well, I guess I'll never know. Call us because we'll let you know. Yeah. And we'll look at it because sometimes it, it may not be what you think. So 100%. Can, can I join with the insert service branch here if I have a felony? It depends. Depends. Depends yes. on what the felony is. Depends on if you have multiple. Depends if you have misdemeanor charges attached to those. Sometimes when it starts really adding, traffic violations actually start yep. coming in. So um, you can have misdemeanors. You can have, you know, again, that's that morally. Mm -hmm. Okay. Are you morally a decent human being? Now, there are certain numbers like 
because it does compound up. You can't have so many, and then we mm-hmm. have to have all the paperwork on this that you did everything you were supposed to do. Can you get in with a felony? Yes. But. It's right? hard. But, um, you know, it, it really just depends. I mean, I'll be 100% honest. Like, if it's a domestic violence felony, absolutely not. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just one of those things that like, we have to look at it again, you know, and that's one of those reasons that you come into an interview because you don't want to text me that you don't want to put it on the comments right here. You know, you don't want to s- maybe say that over the phone cause you're not looking at me face to face. Um, that is one of those things where we sit down and we talk about it. Yeah. Can I join the insert military branch here if I have a DUI? Yes. Oof. Yes. But Same that's thing. another one where, you know, you, the write up has to be good. You can only have, again, it, it goes into those numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be off of, off of you know, because when you get a DUI, almost always you're on uh, probation. Mm-hmm. You have to be off of that. It has to be so long after. Again, I could go on and on and on. But yep. if you do, don't think, it, like, man, I messed up. I got a DUI. So only thing that's ever happened to me, I can't get in the military. Come talk to us because you still can. Can I join if I have bad vision or wear glasses? Yep. Yep. Um, certain jobs require you know, perfect vision. Yep. Those are those, usually it's like spec war stuff where vision's going to be important. Uh, air rescue. Those, you don't have to have air, air rescue. If you're, you know, you're jumping out of a mm-hmm. helicopter into the water, they're going to want to make sure that you have perfect vision. That is one of them. That is air rescue. Yeah. Air rescue. Yep. Um, but not many. That's actually pretty relaxed with those requirements. I've seen, yeah, I've seen some people, some people come bad in. Eyes. And, yeah. Uh, like chief, chief Ellingson is actually pretty, his was pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, color, color and death perception. Yes. Again, certain jobs, like you're yeah. not going to be an EOD and be colorblind. Like, do yeah. I cut the gray wire or the dark gray wire? Yeah. yeah. You know, it just, it limits your jobs. You can definitely still get in. Don't again, mm-hmm. that's one of those things. Good question. Yeah. Um, but they test you on that too. Don't assume like, well, I've always been told I'm colorblind. They actually mm. test you at maps. My favorite one. Can mm. I join with a friend or go to basic training together? Yes. Yes don't so we do uh and i think i think all the branches do it's a little bit different we do have a buddy system uh you join at the same time but here's the thing unless you get the exact same job all it does is guarantee that you will go to boot camp at the same time but if you does that don't, even guarantee that you'd be in the same division no it doesn't you might be in brother it doesn't guarantee you'd be in the same division um if you don't have the same job it, it's nothing after boot camp as far as like your station and your school because if you have different jobs and be different places anyway uh and like what if one of you you know it doesn't happen very often but like say you twisted your ankle in boot camp and you got set back like a week or something they're not going to make your buddy just get set back mm-hmm. so what i would tell you to do is if you want to join with somebody we have a great referral program um once you've joined um if you get friends to join it can actually get you to automatically advance so just tell your buddy like oh yeah yeah yeah, and then you join and then give me his name and you can get automatically advanced but um again i seriously but uh in all seriousness make sure you smash that like button share this feed uh again make sure to be on the lookout tomorrow for the uh actual podcast and youtube video uh we're going over interviews yeah recruiter interviews and the last little bit here uh, GI Bill. Um, that's mm. obviously the biggest thing that we have. Mm. Um, I'll just read all three of these and we kind of talk about yeah, it. Hit you it. Know, can you tell me about the GI Bill? How does it work? Absolutely. Can I pick what college I can go to? Sure can. Do I have to use my GI Bill or can I save it? Yes. 
Uh, that last one was save it. It's now a forever GI Bill. You can you could save it forever. It There's, used to be 15 years, and then you lose it. That's how it used to mm-hmm. be. Oh. The GI Bill, and plus, like now we have tuition assistance, so everybody knows GI Bill. We won't get into tuition assistance, but just know you have to serve three. If you're active to get the full 100% GI Bill, you have to have 36 months active service under your belt. So you could still be in and use it, uh, or you can wait till you get out and use it then. Um, you can you can go to any college you want. It's paying for that college. Each state is mm-hmm. different. What state you're living in and what college you're going to is dependent. So all that information is actually available on the VA's website. You can go on, you can put the state, and it will show you the maximum amount of tuition that it will pay for. Um, but then depending on if you're a full-time student, you get extra money on top of it. You get BAH, you get, you get fees. Like when we talk to... Um, your buddy Stinson. Cummins. Oh, Cummins. Cummins. Yep. Like, uh, I mean, dude, he was killing it just because of like going back to college and the money that he was getting on top of like his job. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, all that. And you can transfer your GI Bill. Now there are stipulations to it, but you can transfer your GI Bill to your kids, your spouse. You can split it. Like, hey, I have two kids. I want this one to have fifty percent of it, and this one to have fifty percent. Like. You can, you can apply for grants that you may not even need. Uh, yep. That, <laughs> I wish I would have known that my first degree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't. Get, like but, a Pell Grant or something like that? Well, yeah, I didn't. That's one of them. Uh, the, the big one is the... Um, yeah, because then you just it? take the money. It's, it's just, a Pell Grant, but what's what's the big one that everybody always applies for? I don't know. The regular... Ah, Whatever. Either way, you can apply for free grants. Money. Yeah, free money. TA so. and GI Bill still pays for all my school. I still applied for the Pell Grant. Um, and based on my pay and being a single dad or whatever, you know, they gave it to me. It's free. It's mm. free money. Yeah. So my TA paid for it. the school gets a Pell Grant. Then my TA would come in and pay. And then the school would just send me a check. I'm like, this is great. Oh, yeah. You know? So, well, that was a lot of great information. I think that was one of the most in-depth Know, and we could we so go much further in depth. Yeah, and so there was too. a great comment by Chief Harkins, too. If you're listening and you don't read his comment, you know, a lot of schools don't realize that, that the Navy even offers scholarships to high schools. So you can still get a scholarship through the Navy. It's not just about going active. Like, we can help you with that, too. Yeah. Going the officer out. You know, can I go officer? Can I go enlisted, then go officer? Yeah. Watch Don Nichols' story. And we kind of talk about that and hit on how you can do that. Um, with us, but there are scholarships out there um, for high school students through the Navy. Mm-hmm. Um, God, it's a ton. And, you know, like we could probably pick apart each one of those. Like I just saw 10 episodes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but most definitely, please smash that like button. Share this feed. Comment down below. If you're watching this later, you missed out on having fun with us live. But it doesn't mean that you still can't comment. Uh, again, tomorrow, 4 p.m., We'll be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. YouTube. If you're here live, we're going to roll right into the bonus content. Yep. If you're not here live, well, you got to click wherever he decides to oh, put no. the button. No, because that's a, there's a video coming up where I'll tell you where to click. So thank you, guys. Uh, thank you guys for watching. Thank you for listening to today's episode. You were just behind the helm. To see this podcast live, check us out on Facebook every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you were listening to this podcast on Apple or Spotify, head on over to our YouTube page to see this show and extra content. If you're on YouTube already, click the video below to see the after show and bonus content that's available right now. No matter what platform you're on, 
Find the link in the description to find the links to all our other platforms. And as always, find it, like it, share it, and follow it. Thanks, guys.